always serving a fresh cup of daily inspiration, Deanna Hobbs. Today's inspiration is to remind you that God is for you. Every time I say, all right, guys, go get your Bibles, I recognize the same look of excitement on the faces of the Hobbs children. It's an expression I never grow tired of seeing. I absolutely love teaching Bible studies, right? So nothing brings me joy like feeding the young spirits of our children with the word of God. I get giddy about how Bible study time is a blessing to them, but it's not just for them. It enriches me also. It leaves me feeling so much motivated and renewed, it's hard not to be excited. Delving into the richness of scripture is so important and critical and central to the life of the believer. As we all sat together with open Bibles, the children and I took turns reading verses aloud, which is our custom, and discussing the meanings of the scriptures as we go along. God always is faithful to reveal modern day parables and other innovative strategies to help the lessons go over well. While recently, the Hobbs family continued an ongoing discussion of the life of Joseph found in Genesis chapters 37 through 45. I explained to the children that on Joseph's road to divine destiny, some pretty awful things transpired in his life. But even though he had to endure a series of ups and downs, God still loved him very much. The Lord was with Joseph and had an amazing plan to elevate this Hebrew from a slave to a ruler. The thing for our lesson was simple. Even in the bad times, God is for you. As the children gave me their undivided attention, I told them, hey, life won't always go your way. But just because you go through hard times doesn't mean God has forgotten about you or left you understand? They each nodded dutifully and gazed as if in deep thought. I could tell the message was sinking in. It's my hope and prayer that this very lesson penetrates your heart and mind today also. No matter where you are, whether in the pit or the palace, God is for you. His love has not run out simply because you're facing a storm, and certainly his plan for your life has not been thwarted or aborted by delays, setbacks, and inconveniences. In Genesis 39, we see Joseph, to whom God revealed in dreams that he would one day be a powerful leader in Genesis 37, being sold to an influential Egyptian man. His new master, Potiphar, was captain of the guard, literally meaning a slaughterer for Pharaoh, the Egyptian king. After Joseph began working for this chief executioner, Potiphar noticed what an excellent servant he was. The Bible tells us that because of God's favor, Joseph succeeded in everything he did and Potiphar's house was blessed because of him. Potiphar knew that God was with Joseph, so he promoted him twice. First, he became Potiphar's personal assistant and later he was elevated to administrator over everything Potiphar owned. Joseph ran it all. God knew that Joseph's humble beginning as a slave wouldn't be the end of his story. The Lord was just setting the foundation for Joseph's future as the governor of Egypt. Often, the most uncomfortable transitions place us in the best positions to be used by God. Always remember that. You see, had Joseph not learned to manage Potiphar's affairs and eventually his entire household, he would not have been strong enough to handle administrative skills over all of Egypt. Joseph came straight out of his father Jacob's house and didn't have the experience to lead a nation. 
But God allowed Joseph to be placed in situations and environments that would cultivate the leader in him. Although Potiphar's wife began lusting after Joseph and falsely accused him of sexual misconduct in Genesis 39, 7 through 20, which landed him in jail, the training did not stop. His time spent in lockup was even purposeful. Joseph interpreted dreams. This exposed his gift to the king's cupbearer, who years later would introduce Joseph to Pharaoh when he was in need of an interpreter. As you see, the person God hand-selected to help usher Joseph into destiny was also in jail, the very place that seemed to be the lowest of the low, reserved for criminals and castaways, was the breeding ground for destiny. Could it be that the situation you're crying over, angry about, and resentful of will turn out to be the very circumstance tied to your breakthrough? Trust God and know that he's for you. Not only did Joseph interpret dreams in jail, but God gave him favor with the jailer. So Joseph stepped into administrative shoes again and acted as the warden. He was over the other prisoners. That meant he was further able to develop and enhance his management skills, which were about to come in handy. Friend, in this current situation, you may feel imprisoned by your circumstances, but you're not in prison. You're in prep school. God is preparing you for what's coming. Hold on. By the time Joseph's date with destiny arrived and he came face to face with Pharaoh in Genesis 41, he was polished, experienced, and well able to manage the resources of Egypt in a time of famine. See how God caused all things to work together for Joseph's good? Well, he's doing the same thing in your life. So don't get down in the dumps over the process. This isn't the end of your story. I know where you are right now may not look like where God has said you'll be. Some days it might not seem fair. You might feel overlooked. You're probably wondering when it will be your time and your turn. It's coming. In the meantime, God is sharpening your skills and refining you for your next dimension. Mention. He's building you up because he's taking you up. Even in the midst of your affliction, know that God is up to something. He's doing great things and working in your favor. Here's something I want to share with you. After Joseph settled into his new role and got married, he had children. He named his second son Ephraim for a very specific reason, which I'm stirring into your cup of inspiration. Joseph's words about the naming of his seed are found in Genesis 41 and 52 in the New American Standard Bible, which says, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. As you drink down the contents of your cup, know that in the land of your affliction, God is making you fruitful. He's preparing you for promotion. He's favoring you even in the midst of adversity. He is for you when the enemy is against you. Your affliction is just a blessing in disguise as 2 Corinthians 4.17 in the New American Standard Standard Bible says, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Where you are at the moment is toughening up your skin, developing your discipline, and empowering you to walk into your place of purpose. You're being transitioned, conditioned, and positioned for greatness. God's plan for your life is so special and awesome. He has not turned his back on you. He has not reneged on his word. Everything he said about you is going to happen. He is 
for you today. He's just making sure you're ready to handle the overflow that's about to come pouring into your life. Get ready for it. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. They may be going through something difficult right now, but I believe you sent them to this podcast so that they could get this word from you. Thank you for reminding them that even though everything seems to be against them, that you, oh God, are for them. And if you are for them, it doesn't matter what's going wrong. So I pray that you strengthen them right now. Help them to know that they're coming out of this season of trouble and they're going to walk into their land of promise if they don't give up. I ask that you fortify them right now and continue to bless them and pour into them. Thank you that their set time is on the way and that you are even now working in their favor. In Jesus name. Amen. Your daily cup of inspiration podcast has been brought to you by empowering everyday women ministries where we help fuel your faith every day for more information log on to www.deannahobbs.com